Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's week 18 of the podcast where we all get together and talk about the movies we've seen over the past week. I'm Nick Panotto, joined as always by Ray Radomicki. Greetings. Charlie Chester. Hey, what's up? How's it going, guys? What's going on, man? It's going. Let's just get started right away. Let's just dive right into it. I'll go first. You want to go first? Sure. My movie's going to be difficult to talk about, so. Great. Can't wait. (laughs) 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 This week, I watched the Liam Neeson classic, Nonstop. It's a great movie. Which, quote unquote. Uh, right. Which Nick talked about earlier tonight saying it w- it happens when? During Taken. Right. If you take the Taken, the gray, nonstop, like all the odd Liam Neeson action movies. all came movies, out within yeah. like a year of each other. They are all sequels and prequels to each other. I watched all of those <laughs> movies in one weekend, and I can't tell you which one's which at this point. So yeah. you're going to have to explain. So which Nick one. was saying that. And Taken, when he gets on the plane and g- to fly to France, is when nonstop. Is when nonstop t- <laughs> takes place. And then what they don't show you in nonstop <laughs> is that the plane crashes uh-huh. and turns into the gray. The gray, right. Where he, f- he fights the he wolves. He fights the wolves, yeah. And then what you think, spoiler alert for the gray. <laughs> I love the gray. I thought the gray I, was great. I did not like the gray. <laughs> Whatever. Spoiler alert. You're you, wrong. You think he doesn't make it, but it turns out he rides the backs of the wolves to France uh-huh. to rescue his daughter. Right. And uh, when is uh, the the tombstones? Welcome to tombstones. Then after that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great feature to watch. They're like watching the first half, first part of Taken. It fades. Then you watch nonstop. Yeah. Then you watch the gray. It's then you uh, pick Taken up. Yeah. In the second half. When it's it gets like the Godfather <laughs> edit on HBO. Yeah, yeah. When they do it in chronological order. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think it's the same character in every one. He's he's got like a drinking problem in all of them. Right. So. Right? Yeah. So very quickly, the synopsis, Liam Neeson is on a plane. He plays an air marshal. He starts getting weird text messages. I already forgot we were talking about <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he starts getting weird text messages on like a secure line that's only supposed to be for four air marshals. So he realized that a hijacking is taking place. Cue Liam Neeson fighting, being ridiculous. He being accused for being the hijacker from the base down, down on the ground. Yeah, he has a past, right? Right, Where he has a checkered past. Of he, he always seems to have like a checkered past mm-hmm. of being like an alcoholic or a yeah. bad father. He's made poor decisions, right? To leave, but him he's to still this a point. good guy. Of course, yeah, yeah. He's the hero, right? He's hero the hero with a heart of gold. <laughs> um, the one thing that struck me at this movie, this the plane is like awesome. Like I've never seen a plane. It's just a very cool plane with like cool seats and like there's like wings. Uh, there's wings. There's a <laughs> like there's a, a CCTV footage that's HD, like high definition. Like uh, it just seems like a cool plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say about it if you <laughs> haven't. That seen was it. the best part. About <laughs> yeah, I really. I mean, that was like the, I was. That was the thing that struck me the most. I mean, yeah, it's just like a shoot 'em up. Well, I guess not shoot 'em up, but like fight 'em up. Yeah, it's like a, a who done it in the air. Right. But. I mean, well, I mean, I guess we've we can d- we've it. all seen it, so we can do spo- spoiler alert for nonstop. Right, he figures out who it, who it is. That's uh, almost immediately. Yeah, too. pretty quickly, and then that guy basically just tells him, "It's not me. How could it be me? I'm a school. T- isn't it like he's a school teacher or whatever?" Something, something. They look into his background, like he's a school teacher. How could it be him? Oh yeah, yeah. you're right. It can't be. Can't him. be him. All right. Well, I guess we'll move on to someone else. Thirty minutes later, it actually was him yeah. the whole time. And that guy's blowing up, right? That actor that played yeah, that Scoot part? McNary, his name. Yeah, is. I've seen him in a bunch of other yeah. stuff too. He's in a really good TV show called uh, um, Halt and Catch Fire. If you guys have ever heard of it on AMC. Oh, is that about the computers? Yes, it's yeah. very good. Um, he's in that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Julianne Moore is in the movie. Oh yeah, she's like the girl who sits next to him. Right. 
Uh, I thought that it was going to be her the whole right. movie. Right. Well, that's because what they, that's why what is Julianne Moore in the movie? The whole know? movie they're trying to make it yeah. seem like it's her. If you strip the plot down and you you're just talking about motivations, why does he start getting these text messages? Why? What is the purpose of the bad guy? He playing, wants money. Playing right. right. He says he wants like ten million dollars or something like that. Right. <laughs> Liam Neeson has ten million dollars. Like, why well, is Liam Neeson getting these text messages? That's just your classic hostage movie, demanding money that clearly is not attainable like yeah, that happens right. in movies all the time i'm going to kill these people unless you, unless you get me 20 mo- like in uh what's that movie with uh denzel uh spike lee uh inside, inside man, man. Damn it. uh <laughs> get me get me 10 million dollars in a plane well obviously they're not going to get you 10 million dollars right. in a plane you know right. what i mean so obviously when they ask for money there's a there's a motivation behind it like you said but yeah what is it yeah, it's never very clear. It just seems like the thing that's stringing us along is I think look here because we're doing this over right. there. I feel like the, it's the pretty movie, obvious. The movie ended halfway through it, but the flight hadn't ended landing right, yet. Right. So like, oh, we're still, we're <laughs> still, still in the, in the sky. Yeah, yeah. I've already solved the mystery. Yeah, oh. so let's let's do something crazy now yeah. so to keep it going. Right. Like it, it just it doesn't. There's no proper motivations. I think if you started to really dive into it, you drive yourself insane. Right. Yeah. yeah I it's mean, one of those movies you gotta just keep. It's entertaining. Yeah. It's, just watch it's it. It's definitely the kind of movie that was built for TBS at four o'clock in the morning, and exactly. you'll watch it every time. Yeah, but yeah, go watch. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's you'll definitely. It's definitely worth yeah, seeing. You'll have it, was, fun. it was fun. I saw this week the 2014 movie Predestination, directed by the Spirit Brothers, starring Ethan Hawke and Sarah Snook. Predestination was very good. I, I really enjoyed it. it. And it's very difficult to talk about without spoiling anything about it. It's the kind of movie you need to go in as blind as possible when you go to see it. Yeah. And Charlie has seen it, but Ray has not. Well, I mean, you guys can talk about it. I was very selfish about not letting you guys talk Civil War. Well, that's about to change. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned for a special special edition of This Week in Film. I'm going to drop this um, mic, goddammit. So I wrote down some things. That were spoiler free. The movie was very good. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't really care if you guys want to talk about. Talk no, about it's it. definitely it's totally worth. It. All right, all right. It, it, I mean, well, I mean, the movie it's not about the twists, although there are some great twists, but you see them coming a mile away. Right. Yeah. But it's about the journey. The, I, isn't it always un- about the journey? It is. Well, I mean, some people like a Shyamalan movie is all about the twist. Right. But basically, Sarah Snook is a woman who has a horrible life and she tells the story of her horrible, horrible life. Mm-hmm. And the movie builds from there. You're selling it. It's does he, who does Nathan Ethan Hawke play? It. <laughs> it's got, what's that? <laughs> who does Ethan Hawke play? Um, is that a spoiler? Uh, it, he's a bartender. Great. He's a time cop. Ethan Hawke is time cop. Uh, oh, okay. But he doesn't does do any... Something? Yeah, he doesn't do any kitchen splits or anything like that. Right. But uh, he's he's a time cop, and he's trying to stop a terrorist act, and he basically has to keep retrying, like Groundhog Day kind gotcha. of thing. Like uh, that Tom Cruise movie. That was really good. Yeah, kind of, where every time he does it, he knows a little bit more about the mystery. Right. And this run through. Edge of he Tomorrow. Comes, yeah. 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 I've Okay, so I've watched probably about... 50 time travel movies over the past several months because it's something I'm working on. And um, this one 
was one of my favorites because in time travel, I think there's five paradoxes. There's one called like the Hitler paradox, there's the grandfather right. there's paradox. different rules, right? For yeah. yeah. Well, there's, yeah, and there's, there's essentially like um, why it can't happen. Right. And right. like ways, there's, there's no sound way of beating the paradox, you know? And one of them being the grandfather paradox, if you went back in time and you met your great great grandfather, sort of thing, like, can you, can you, can you screw stuff up? Can you screw stuff up to where you never existed? You, yeah. Like, right. it, kind of will you disappear. destroy your own timeline? And what does that look like? When you destroy your own timeline, does that change everybody else's timelines? How many other tangents start, like, you know, sprouting out and splintering because of it? And this movie, I think, solves it. Solves it. It, yeah. it, it finds a way to explain it and, and actually play with the idea of destroying the paradox, okay. which is interesting because, like, you're following a fun story, and then in the middle of it, you realize, like, yeah. like The Matrix, yeah. there's a lot of theory <laughs> in this. The, you know? Halfway through the movie, the movie changes. Yeah. Like, it goes from from being one thing and then all of a sudden you're doing something else and you go, oh, <laughs> well, I, I guess we're going on this journey now and yeah. I'm on board. Yeah, at one point it gets a little like Cronenberg weird. Yeah. I like um, Cronenberg weird. But it gets, into that. It gets and, a little heady, but, but like, as, long as, you, as long as you stay on for the ride, it's, it, right, it does cool. pay off. Yeah. The ending is real. The ending kind of messes with your head a little bit because it's, it's really dark. Nice. It's... And I, I love the simple time travel device that they use. I think it's yeah. visually awesome. Yeah, it was really well done. He's got like um, a briefcase. And essentially, I think, what is it? Like when you click. Like the, the locks the on lock. a briefcase. Yeah. Instead of being locks that he just punches in what time he wants to go to, like date and time. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. then he hits the button and then it just yeah, pops it right there. Instead of $100 million sets and props coming in, they're like, fuck it, let's just make a briefcase. Yeah, he just pops in and, and then, then they like blow a fan, like an oscillating fan across <laughs> the room <laughs> and papers move. Yeah. And it's it really <laughs> very effective. Yeah. Um, it's really fun. Aside from the terrific performances, the movie has a huge sense of scale like the movie feels like it takes place all over the eastern united states but it feels very small the movie's very intimate because it's basically a cast of six people maybe mm -hmm. but it covers an incredible amount of time because it's a time travel movie but it's very clean and the, and the story is very compelling and there's really not much more you can say beyond that that doesn't well i think you guys yeah you guys it. did a good job i, I, I have a good i, sense I would highly recommend that i'm it really just infuriates me nick when i <laughs> tell you to go watch a movie and it takes you three years to watch it and then you're like why didn't why didn't i see this sooner it yeah. was so good yeah just listen to me the first time around, please <laughs> so charlie what did you see this week and why wasn't it civil war <laughs> i watched a time travel movie as well I finished my research finally by watching the last movie on my list for time travel, and it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Turtles, <laughs> Turtles in time. I hate this movie. <laughs> they go, they go back to Japan, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Feudal Japan, where oh, shit is going down. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen this movie all the way through. Oh, it's great. And I was such a Turtles fan when I, I was, was a kid too. too. Well, was there first. was like two movies. There was I a gap, loved. right, between two and three. I don't even know. Yeah, there is. I think there was like a while because otherwise, why didn't I see it? Because I was all about Turtles one and two, and then all of a sudden, how did I miss that? It must have been like a five-year gap or yeah, something like that. It was. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was a combination of this movie's really bad or that switch had gone off where I went. I don't. I don't want to like these kid things anymore. <laughs> They have Which the isn't full true cast. because I still like Ninja Turtles. Yeah, everybody returns, right? Yeah, everybody. Yeah, well, Casey, I mean, they, they recast Jones April O'Neil. They cast they recast her in every movie, didn't they? No, in one, it was, I can't remember her name. And then in two... She wasn't even in it, right? 
they recast her for two. No, she was she was in it, and then it's the same girl from two that goes into three. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. So the, the the actress from one is really bitter about it, I'm sure, because the role of a lifetime just slipped <laughs> her fingers. <laughs> uh, you go, have you, I don't know if you've gone back and watched the first one. It holds up. Like, oh, that definitely. That is a really good movie. It is. It's I very was good. I was looking today to see who directed it, and I'm like. I was like, okay, this guy's gonna have like a huge roster of amazing movies because like it's such a good movie, and mm-hmm. he fell off. That Did was he? it, man. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. It's it's, it's um, amazing. It's, how it's dark. It's very dark. It's noir. You know, it's like all at nighttime. The first mm-hmm. one, but let's let's talk about three though. <laughs> let's keep talking <laughs> about the first one. Uh, so they essentially have to go back. Well, April O'Neil accidentally goes back in time because she finds an old scepter that she doesn't talk about where it came from. It's a gift to Raphael. She walks into the turtle layer with it. She's like, hey, here, take a look at this. This is for you. And then boom, she gets sucked through time. And I don't know where she got it from. I think it was the same Chinese shop that Gremlins. So <laughs> nice. she goes back in time. Same universe. And <laughs> yeah, so she uh, she ends up back there. And of course, she's in, in a heap of trouble so Raphael cracks the code of the staff and says okay we could all jump back in time but when we jump back in time four people from the past are going to come and take our places in the current you know time so now you have a bunch of Japanese like uh, samurais running around oh, New York I forgot. City I totally forgot about that part yeah I don't yeah. remember any of this stuff <laughs> and, uh, and I, uh, I just Jones remember them riding horses at yes some point. yes yeah and that's like the com. that's like yeah, well, the so whole you, movie's a comedy. Because but. you have to have something to come back and forth right, to. So, right. yeah. So, like, when Raphael goes back... I'm sorry, April O'Neil goes back in time, the prince comes through and is, like, placeholding for him. So when all the other the turtles prince, go the back... The prince of Japan. The prince of Japan, yeah. And then when all the other turtles go back, a whole bunch of uh, samurais come in. So Casey Jones is tasked with babysitting samurais in New York City. So, of course, he takes them to the arcade. Right, to of play course. video games. Where else would you go? Yeah, I can't think of any other good place to go. That's like uh, Bill and Ted's, where Napoleon goes to the water park. He yeah. goes to Waterloo. Right, and then Beethoven goes to the mall. Right, right? to play piano. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the, he's babysitting them, and back in Japan, they're all hanging out. There's some war about to happen, and they're kind of like trying to keep the peace while trying to get back present time now that they found April O'Neil. So at one point for no good reason, as if Elias Cotis, the actor who plays Casey Jones, who was my favorite of all time, as if his contract said, I need enough screen time to warrant being in this movie. <laughs> he plays a second part oh, I forgot in the about past. That. Yeah. yeah. Does he? Yeah, he yeah. plays a double role. Yeah. And you would think it's like a relative <laughs> of him. You know, so they would say, like, okay, so, like, great-great-great-great-great-grandfather? Right, right. No, no. <laughs> it's just him playing another role for no good reason. I guess to, you know, do some different acting styles and whatnot. And the turtles are considered demons by the people they, they, right, they, right. they run into. So I they mean, kind in all fairness, they would, they would be considered demons. Oh, yeah. Too. Oh, that is horrifying, yeah. So, yeah, overall, the movie is just peppered with jokes that have no buildup. They're just punchlines, and it's <laughs> awful. Cinematography is terrible. The acting is, you know, whatever. So uh, I looked up the director of it, and it ends up he never got a chance to do anything big ever again. Uh, he, he he screwed the pooch with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Too. I mean, he didn't really have much to work <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah. But he was writer and director. Oh, okay. Movie. Well, then he has no uh, excuse. He could have yeah. reinvented has, the franchise. Yeah, he has no excuse then. <laughs> Did the turtles still look good? 
Or were the suits even worse? No, what's or? funny is that at points when they start taking close-ups, you could tell that there's been a lot of wear and tear on the costumes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They've been reused Oh, yeah, they for totally reused them. <laughs> and there's a couple points where the animatronics of, like, Raphael as he's talking are slightly off, as if in your, like, in, like, a Chuck E. Cheese and the anima- <laughs> animatronic, like, animals are, like, are just out of sync of what they're doing. You know what I mean? So there's a couple times he says something, and then the mouth moves after he says it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you think they would have suck it up and post that's but. so sad <laughs> so sad yeah it was pretty bad all right well turtles and turtles in time right was that the video list. game that was the video game video game was pretty good or wait or maybe it was the movie too uh yeah turtles in time turtles yeah. in time the game Teenage Mutant Ninja turtles through, like, three turtles different, in time. yeah so i guess it's it, like the it was a companion game. uh companion piece <laughs> let's talk about the game that was fun yeah Moving to our next segment, let's do plugs first. Super. Ray. As usual, I have nothing. Come on, Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gives you guys more time. (laughs) Charlie. Boy Zero graphic novel. Um, I just created a Twitter page (gasps) today. Boy Zero comic. Um, Have I updated it or done anything to it? No, not yet. I'm working on that. Uh, Why would you talk about it? It's coming. But by the time people look for it, it'll have it up. It's coming. Oh, yeah, it's coming big time this week. Big launch. So, yeah, Boy Zero Comic. And I have um, two podcast interviews coming up soon, so I will let you guys know where those are going to be and where you can listen to them. Okay. Ray, can you tell us where everyone can find our show that they've already found? You guys can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, YouTube, Stitcher, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, thisweekinfilmpodcast.com. If you want to please rate, subscribe, review us on all the platforms that you listen to us, that would help us out a lot. And that brings us to everyone's favorite segment, Ray's Ray's Random Request. Uh, Last week's question, what was it? Garnered no responses. No, we got... (laughs) got, No, it was uh, what movie movie were you... uh, Did you see late? Like, was hyped up, you saw it late... And, like, what was your reaction to it? At Cumulative Hang, a cumulative hangover on Twitter, said they somehow, they love the Fast and Furious movies, but somehow missed Furious 7 last summer, and they, they couldn't believe it. And, and all those movies are solid gold. Uh, Jackie on Facebook says all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and the Harry Potter movies. Now, I don't know if that means she hasn't seen... Well, maybe she saw them, but she saw them probably after the fact. Like maybe. a binge session? Yeah, like a binge session, right. That's a lot of Harry Potter. And there's only one Pirates. <laughs> Three dudes. Binge sesh. Really close proximity. Yeah. About a binge sesh. There's only one good Pirates movie worth watching. The they're all one. they're all terrible except for that first one, which yeah, is great. Each one of them, solid 45 minutes can get cut from each one of them. Chris on the Facebook, he says he hasn't seen or didn't see for a long time Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm. And we know Chris, so it makes sense. I actually, confession, I I didn't see any of the Indiana Jones movies up until like five years ago. No way. Yeah. Oh. Never saw them as a treat. kid. But yeah, yeah, that must have been a great weekend for you. Yeah, it really was. Those are fun movies. You should check them out if you haven't seen them. <laughs> <laughs> Brian says, Action Jackson, the Carl Weathers class. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And then he tried to say Juana Man, and then I caught on to his act. Right. And Scott on Facebook says the Itchy and Scratchy movie, which isn't real. It's a Simpsons reference. I guess his dad wanted him to become Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. We all know where that got him. (laughs) But Ray, what is this week's Ray's 
Random request. This week, gonna need to come up with a new name for this because I'm tired of saying. No, it. I love it. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I love how you hit. Maybe we ask the listeners <laughs> if they want to give a give a new name for it. Hey, listeners, if you have a new name for Ray's random request, we'd love to hear it. Can't but wait what's to, this can't wait to hear your responses. This week, question. The question going along with uh, with Charlie talked about this week. What's your favorite time travel movie? Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. Charlie that's good. watched a lot, so he probably has oh a lot of responses. Yeah. Talk, it's going to be a 45-minute episode next week. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if that's all that we have to talk about this week, we will see you next week all in right. film. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like climactic.